Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh, here we go, boys. that sound this is a good one welcome to the waterfall wednesday edition of the full scale outdoors podcast dale's back hey i didn't get fired well, Not yet. From this job, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Are we talking about your sexual harassment suit? Yeah, no, we're just going to let that. I mean, I like that. Let's let them think that, but we're just going <laughs> to. I've made a conscious decision to not talk about the recent drama in my professional life. I'll let the rumor mill do what the rumor mill does. Well, I hope your genitals, like, recover soon. Uh, it's, you know, the putting on this, I, I may be spending too much time putting too much salve on it but isn't that what it's for yeah that's exactly what it's for so whatever well i uh i got home from oklahoma kansas uh eight days ago and i figured some things we could talk about dude is uh well i i have gotten some to test some gear that i was talking about prior to leaving mm. like some gear that i had gotten and i had talked about on the podcast i could do a little gear review of some stuff that i've got um i almost uh as gay as this sounds i was thinking about you when i was while i was in shields because they had they had uh, i saw that you just posted that uh sitka gear is half off at joe's well they had like yeah. half off at shields of uh first light stuff Oh, really? So I was half tempted to get their bibs. Like, I almost pulled, I had them in my hand. I almost pulled the trigger on it because I do need I've... new bibs. Do they have a good selection of First Light up at Shields? It's uh, decent, yeah, actually. At least the, the okay, one in uh, Eden Prairie, anyways. I've seen it before. I've, you know, I went to the uh, Meat Eater headquarters in Montana last mm-hmm. year when I went for the calling contest, and I got to see some of their like 2024 line. But honestly, like we were socializing and having beers and burgers. Like I didn't put like my skeptical eye onto it. Like, all right, like let's see what kind of features all this shit has. And right, right. How I didn't tr- obviously try any of it on to see how it fit my body shape or whatever. But I just kind of acknowledged, like, oh, it looks nice, looks nice. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, 
but I did get a chance to try out. Um, well, anyways, yeah, like it the was first light stuff. I would like to, I would like to put my thingies on some of that stuff and a good variety of it when I had like an afternoon to kill and like actually, you know, like feel it and put it yeah. on and, and see a good variety of it. And they had like the, the insulated stuff was the stuff they had, you know, the real like warm stuff, stuff they had on sale, which is like, which I need, but going into the snow goose season, I was like, and looking at the weather, I was like, there's probably not going to be that many days where I need that much insulation. I wish they had their next step down, which they did, but those weren't half off. So it's like, right. it's like I'd always layer underneath them if, you know, get a morning <laughs> or two that are crazy cold, but I was like, if I go with those, I'm going to be sweating my balls off every day. Like, I don't want to do that. So, Right. I've got some first light stuff here. Um, people have asked me because they see that I wear it a little bit. I've got some uh, Merino base layer. i not a fan of their Merino base layer stuff. It's a little itchy on me. Kind of makes me break out a little bit. Um, after the base layer, I've got a furnace hoodie, which is a Merino hoodie that is actually a really good... Um, it is a really good layering piece. Then I've got this, um, like camouflage full zip hoodie, which I don't, it's nice. It's flexible and stretchy. I think this is also Merino wool. I'm not sure the model of this. Let's see. It says, uh, no, it doesn't say the type of, it's a rugged wool hoodie, but this rugged wool, it's not windproof. And it's not waterproof, obviously. Um, so this this like full zip hoodie I've got is like an outerwear, but you can't really use it as an outerwear, if that makes sense. Like, hmm. I mean, it's a nice stretchy, like it's a great lounge around the house hoodie. But like, if I'm in any sort of windy situation, like I'm going to need something over this. Which maybe if you did just a rain jacket would be okay. Either, anyways, I've got the. Uh, I've got their waiter pants, rugged wool waiter pants. These things are fucking legit. Hmm. Those are very, very nice. I've got a vest. The vest is like an outerwear piece. It's pretty rugged, pretty nice. I've worn it on some outerwear stuff. But that's my that's my uh, first light review, I guess. Yeah, I'm I've just had sitting some, here I had like, under, in my closet. I had a base layer um, shirt. I wonder where the hell that thing went. And it was nice. It had a little like the thumb hooks, which I liked. Um, yep. Just because it keeps, your, yep, keeps your wrists from getting cold or if you do take a digger in the snow. Like it was more for ice fishing. I didn't really use it for hunting, but <clears throat> keeps the snow from getting packed down into your sleeves. So it was nice. I don't remember it being super itchy, um, but I do know what you're saying. It does, I mean, it is wool. At the end of the day, it, wool is always going to have – it's going to be slightly more abrasive than – you know. well, a yeah, lot more abrasive than I, polyester I, for sure. Yeah, and I've got uh, some, like, for example, though, these waiter pants made out of the rugged wool. They don't make me itch or break out. Um, this uh, furnace hoodie kind of will a little bit. Um, but, uh, oh, I've also got this neck gaiter that's made out of, like, this merino fleece wool. And that being directly up against, like, my most sensitive skin, my neck, like, a couple times my neck did not like hunting with that fucker on all day. And uh, I've actually got a couple of their T-shirts, too, they gave me when I was at, in that barbecue. And, uh, like, the T-shirts are made out of, like, some stretchy wool, too. Hmm. And I wore them a whole bunch of times and had no issues. But, man, a few times I wore them to the gym, 
And like when I started getting all sweaty and uh, especially around my neck and around the collar of the T-shirt, like I was breaking out and I would not break out until I took the shirt off. I broke out for like a day. Huh. Yeah. Must and, just kind of like have... micro abrasions or something. And then when it heals, it know. flares up or something. Maybe I don't know. I, I, I got a base layer, a, mer- a merino base layer made by Duck Camp that I've worn a hundred times. And that never made me break out. So uh, I don't know. The the rugged wool, I guess, maybe my skin has a problem with. But anyways, uh, some products that I tried uh, since I had purchased them and then used them on my tr- month-long trip to Oklahoma and Kansas was the uh, Crispy Boots. I bought some of those. Uh, oh, yeah. Real, bought some real fancy Crispy Boots. Those things are super legit. Like, super, super legit. Love them. Actually, just bought an- – I bought uh, – I, my, uh, I think I have their Mountain Brickstall 10-inch boots is what I bought prior to going to uh, Kansas and Oklahoma. And yesterday, uh, I heard about the Dick's or Joe's sporting goods sale, and I went and I replaced my mid-height um, hiking boots with crispy mid-heights as well. Mm. So um, super awesome purchase. Uh, they're rugged. They're comfortable. They are great. I picked up a, uh, I picked up a dew point jacket, a Sitka dew point jacket for a, a new rain, a new rain layer. And, um, it is as basic bare bones of a rain jacket as you can possibly get. It's like basically feels like a thin tarp. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's good. It's a nice jacket. It's just completely bare bones. The jacket I had before this um, that I was using was a Sitka Stormfront, which uses, like, the Gore-Tex Pro. It's just way thicker, like, feels, like, way more rugged. But they, they're not making the Stormfront anymore. And uh, it had a weird fit to it. The Dewpoint has just a way nicer fit, way less features, way thinner. But it's also cheaper. The Dewpoint was – or the – the uh, Stormfront was like a $600 jacket. They, they have a couple of sizes on the website right now. Um, since they're discontinued, they just got a couple sizes for like 450 I think, is what they're selling them for. Mm-hmm. What else? Oh, um, you remember I bought that um, uh, um, the patching material, Tenacious Tape by yes, Gear Yes, 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 yes. I spent like two or three hours just patching my old pantanal bibs <laughs> yeah. yeah all those patches came off oh that's not good yeah yeah um and i thought I, I just followed the instructions on the package for the tenacious tape which is a like uh outerwear slash tent repair tape so one thing i was kind of curious about i was like well i've got this dwr which is durable water p- repellent which is on all outerwear and i I repair or I respray my clothing with DWR. I'm like, I don't feel like, I feel like adhesive wouldn't stick to that very well. Right. So I was kind of worried about it. So I washed everything, completely washed it before I applied those pieces of tenacious tape. And then I just cut them up, snipped them on, slapped them on the clothing. And that was that. And then later, one of their competitors is called no. So tape. And I, uh, I was watching one of their instructionals and they're like, Take alcohol, like 90% alcohol or 70% isopropyl alcohol, 
put it on a cotton ball and scrub off all the area where you're about to apply the adhesive. Then take a little scissors and snip out any like little fuzzies or loose strands that are surrounding the abrasives. Then put the patch on. Then put it in the dryer for 10 minutes. <laughs> then press on the patch way hard with your hands. I was like, yeah, I didn't do any of that. Right, right, right. I was going to say I, I wonder if the, you had prepped the the surface, but, yeah, that's there's a whole thing there. Yeah. And, I, yeah, my, my tenacious tape just basically started peeling off as soon as I washed them one time after a, after I put them on. And it was muddy and shit down there, so I was washing my gear all the time. And um, that that stuff just peeled right off. I was like, fuck, I wonder if it was the DWR. If, I don't know what's going on or if the tape just sucks. Or I might try some of that no-sew patches. And then I saw a client of mine in Kansas had a bunch of tape on his some of his, like, I don't know what brand they were, but they're obviously his beloved bibs. You mm-hmm, know what I mean? Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you could tell this guy had been wearing these bibs for 15 years, and he wasn't gonna give up on them. And he had some, <laughs> he had some tape on there. And I was like, "Hey, what kind of tape you got on those bibs?" He goes, "This is uh, zip tape. Like uh, if you're familiar with uh, construction industry." I'm like, "Nope." Um, he's like, "Yeah, you use zip tape for like uh, windows or something like that." You know what that is? You, you, you've worked zip a lot of tape. trades. Yeah, I have. I'm not familiar with zip tape. I've probably yeah. seen it and just didn't hear it refer to that or something, possibly. I'm going to Google it. I'm going to Google zip tape. Zip Which... tape. Zip tape, Home Depot. Yeah, there it is. Number one zip preferred tape. brand for kidnappers across the See, country. it's a seam sealing tape or flashing tape. Zip must be the brand possibly anyways i'm like well maybe i'll just try that because it looked like his was holding up just fine and he didn't have any he just bought shit at home depot seemed to be working good Hmm. anyways any other gear man we're rolling through them aren't we yeah (laughs) (laughs) are you bored with it (laughs) no i just there was a there was a lull so i'm like uh, what what else you got what else did you test out all right, that's uh, that's I think all for testing. But I did buy a couple new pieces of gear, and by new I mean old ass discontinued gear. Mm. And I just yeah, dude, I found a pantanal parka on uh, I found a pantanal parka on eBay, and I ordered it, which is like everybody talks about the pantanal bibs. I've got two sets of them, dude. They're legendary. Everybody loves the Sitka pantanal bibs. Like, the guys who still have them are like, I'll never go to Hudson's. And I kind of am in that camp, too. I just think they're. I'll go to Hudson's when I need to. But I'm going to stretch these pantals out as long as possible. But the parka. What's the big like, nobody difference ever talks between about the that. two? What's that? What's the difference between the two? The, the Hudson bibs compared to the pantanal bibs are just bulkier. Um They've got, like, rubberized knee protectors on the knee guards. Um, there is actually, like, knee pads you can slide into the Hudson's. And for, for the most part, I would say people don't like the Hudson's because of the additional bulkiness of them. Okay. And poofiness. Where the pantanal bibs were, like, straight-up pants. Like, they're, they're, like, bib pants. They have knee guards but they're just made out of that gray reinforced fabric. Mm-hmm. And that would be the same that was on their butt pads. I think they're still using the same material for the Hudson butt pads. The, um, and, uh, also the, 
Pantanal bibs, you can you can actually uh, you can see uh, uh, can at the cuff, like down by your ankle. They've got a little Velcro strap, and you can make it tight around your ankle, and then slide the bibs into a muck boot. So they, they don't have to go over your muck boots. Sure. They can go inside your muck boots, which just kicks ass for keeping mud off of them. Right. Anyways, um, I, pu- I picked up a Pantanal parka, and this thing is just fucking awesome, dude. Like, oh. fucking awesome. And I'm not, like, a conspiratorial guy, but when I look at, but. like, the Pantanal... <laughs> but... <laughs> when I look at, like, the Pantanal parka and the Pantanal bibs... And then I'm like, why the fuck would they discontinue this amazing parka? And parkas are a little longer than jackets. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it kind of goes like to the bottom of your ass is where it hangs down to, which I like that for like a rain jacket. Right. I, and, you know, because right now the only like waterfowl rain gear that you can get from Sitka is either A, the dew point jacket, which we talked about earlier in this episode, where it's just kind of like this thin little this thin little fucking tarp with two zipper pockets on it, like basically a featureless hoodie, or B, you can get a Delta wading jacket, or the Delta Pro wading jacket is what they call it now, which goes to your fucking belly button because it's a wading jacket. Right. It's meant to be inside of waders. So there's like a void of like a full feature and the, the, the storm front, which I had talked about earlier, which is the Gore-Tex Pro, bunch of features, really nice cuffs, really nice, um, really nice hood. That's discontinued. So like there's kind of this void for like a full feature, full waterproof jacket for waterfall hunters. Like and this Pantanal parka is just it's just tits. And then you take this, like, Pantanal bib, and you're like, all right, everybody kind of likes the Pantanal bib better than the new Hudson bibs. And you look at this Pantanal parka, and it's like, it has more features than a Hudson jacket, although it's not insulated. Or it's got, like, that super light insulation like the Pantanal bibs do. And I'm like, were these guys just, like, sitting around like, well, we built the perfect waterfowl system. Uh, what are we going to sell next? And they're like, yeah, we can't have that. <laughs> let's fucking dumb it down. Let's like, dumb it down a little bit. It's like an <laughs> auto manufacturing building a car that never breaks down. Like, well, we're not going to sell any more cars, so that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> or the light bulb that never burns out. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, huh, I think we just fucked ourselves. <laughs> right. right. Maybe what we should do. To that. Like, all right, just hear me out. Hear me out. The Pantanal is great, but what if we just made a worse product, called it the Hudson, started a new <laughs> advertising campaign, and then, like, we'll sell the Hudson for 10 years, and we'll slowly start adding back in the features that the Pantanal had or, 15 or years ago. you bring back the Pantanal, and you're like, that's your big, you know, the Pantanal is oh, back. You know, Dude, if they brought back the Pantanal, that would be huge. Like, Pantanal bibs, Pantanal parka are back! Yeah, they can, they can, they can... <laughs> totally market as they've been pandering you're like we've heard you we've heard your voices and <laughs> people have spoken we are a company of the people the panel is back and then for everybody rushes year. out and buys panels yeah for a limited run 100 <laughs> percent, and they'd probably sell a ship out of them right and there's still some panel line that's available like i believe the um gore-tex waterfowl gloves they sell are the panel gore the panel gtx gloves and i 
think they might even still have a Pantanal hat available. Yeah, but like when Sitka, you listening, Sitka? We're giving you gold here. <laughs> marketing, marketing, marketing gold because they need our help. You know, the Nick J <laughs> signature series Pantanals are back. I'm pretty sure Sitka uh, has some very, very good marketing yes, uh, yes. executives <laughs> yes. working for them. In fact, I'm positive of it because yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. their marketing kicks ass. Dude. Yeah. They do not need our help. <laughs> no, they do not. They're not listening to this, and they shouldn't be. Because what, what, <laughs> what they've been doing has been working. Right. What else do we got? Um, oh, I found another piece of uh, um, discontinued gear on a Marketplace the other day. They haven't arrived yet, but I found some Sitka Delta pants, dude. Mm. Mm. Which is just like their Gore-Tex pants, like that yeah, I've continued been, I've been shopping reason. around, but man, those things hold their value. I mean, I've been because I'm heading out here to do some. Well, I don't I haven't got the green light yet, but it should happen the first week of March. Heading out to South Dakota, I'll be guiding with Premier. So I need. To, oh, you're going. You're more. going back to guide snow geese, huh? Yes, sir. Jeez, when are you leaving? Oh, I I don't have a date yet, but I assume like if every other year it's going to be like March first, or you know quickly soon around that time it's usually the time we head out there and get set up yeah actually i am really excited because i've missed it honestly i know you have because um, you're the type of guy that likes sitting in a permanent spread for like 30 days straight and telling the same jokes to every different group of clients 100 <laughs> percent. i've One, heard you say that 100 percent. new new customers or new uh new audience every three days it's perfect New get clients, this, get same to share this. Jokes. Yeah, exactly. Get to share the same <laughs> animal factoids. The same, like, I don't have to change anything. Got it down to like a script, damn near. It's great. Yeah, and it doesn't bother you like the days that where you get five, and then you know the next day you get twenty-five, and the next day you get five, and the next day you get eighty-five. Like, it's an interesting. I. It's like watching the clouds pass, except you know. You're just watching the migration roll through from your vantage point. Right, and that's pretty much what it is. And then it's um, the thing I like about it, honestly, is the engagement with the clients. And I like that's to me where the skill comes in is like keeping them entertained on days where you know the birds aren't just committing suicide. That's to me where you know a guide kind of makes its earns his merit. You know, yeah. If if you didn't really get that much shooting, but they leave and they're entertained and they're happy and they just had a blast, well, then you did your job well. Yeah. You know, you were pissing and moaning, and everybody's just bitter, and you know what I mean, like, because you could totally have the pity party. You can, and I've I've seen other guides do that, and it's like, dude, what are you? Shut up! Like, <laughs> we're just bringing everybody down. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, it's fun. I I do enjoy it, and I and I just generally enjoy meeting different people. You know, and, and absolutely, sure. it's it's fun. Well, dude, that's I'm, I'm excited for you. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked, but I do need to upgrade some gear big time. My stuff yeah, what, is do, so what kind of gear do you need to upgrade? Yeah, pretty much all of it. I mean, I need oh, bibs. I've been oh. rocking, talking about rocking the same bibs for forever. As I just have, I'm so cheap, dude. I like, I was thinking, I was in Shields, I'm like, oh man, half off. That's, you know. That's still two hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> it's just like at the I end know, of the day, you're like, I know, God, dude, I know, but you got it. I had to force myself yesterday to pull the trigger on these crispies too because they were okay. My buddy called me, uh, Pete Brawny calls me on Sunday or Monday. It's President's Day. And he's like, uh, dude, they have crispy boots at Joe's for fifty percent off. And I was like, no, but do but do fuck because <laughs> I needed I need a new pair of mid heights. So 
And then I called them yesterday when they opened, and I was like, hey, are you guys still having your President's Day sale on boots, 50% off? And they're like, no, it's 30%. And I was like, man, I couldn't make I tried to give them a sob story. Sure. It's like, man, I couldn't make it yesterday. You know, it was uh, my daughter's dance recital or whatever. <laughs> I, you know, yeah. they're like, no, no, they're 30% today. They're not 50% like they were yesterday. Uh, you should have came yesterday. All right. And then I got to the so store, much. and I was like, is there – I got to the store. I was like, is there any way you would honor a 50% off discount? And they're like, no, that was yesterday. <laughs> they probably knew I was the, it was probably the probably, person I talked to on the phone. Yeah, probably. And I was like, all right, well, I'm still going to fucking buy them for 30% off. Like right. when's the next time you're going to find this shit for 30% off? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's, 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 and, and the don't gear's worth it. Like I know a, it is, but it's just like, ugh. Don't you have like several stories from your life where you saw something you needed for a good di- discount and you're like, ah, I don't want to spend the money today, but then realize that you fucked up bad. Like, yeah. Almost every time. But it's yeah, still exactly. at that moment, at that point of purchase, just like so much money. And so it's still tough. I'm just cheap. I was sellers to it. So then I end up I using agree with the you. same I had a, uh, shitty fleet farm bibs that I've had for 20 fucking years that are all blown out. None of the zippers. I know work. what you mean. <laughs> Dude, I had a, uh, I was in a sportsman's warehouse probably 10 years ago and I had a, it was a discontinued Sitka jacket called the Kodiak jacket, which is basically a uh, full Gore-Tex, full feature trench coat. And, uh, it was 50% off, and I walked away from it. And I still fucking look uh, up Sitka Kodiak, Kodiak jacket on eBay and Marketplace trying to find one, and I can't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I need to be better at just pulling the trigger on that shit. I know. that's I had to. I had to force myself to yesterday. Because then you have um, it. That, that, when you have it, and then you have it. Right? Then you're going to be thankful yeah. that you have it. And yeah. Hey, did you... Um, did you look up that fifty ducks North America uh, page? Uh, I did. I did a little bit on my phone, but I don't. I think it's better on a, a actual computer and a desktop. And I haven't, yes. I haven't done that is, yet. The website's dense, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, a lot. So I so, have not um, toyed around with it. Uh, if you're a longtime listener to the show, you know that we get off on like duck data, especially GPS data and goose data, and just. It's so much fun uh, to look at and analyze, for us anyways, I don't know. I mean, if you're into birds and migration, there's this new page. It's called 50 Ducks North America. I think it's 50ducks.com is the website where you can kind of go through all this GPS data, which, like you, I went on the website, I kind of started cruising around, and I was like, this is a little tough on my phone. I should revisit this on a laptop. However, if you follow them on Instagram... They have been posting Ooh, stories. I don't think of, I did do that. I'm do that right now. Yeah, check out their Instagram. Is it fifty ducks? So they've on... been posting. They've been posting stories of some of the birds they have, and it's not just like North American birds. They've got like one in Europe, but they've been posting like stories of like a shoveler that spent all its time down at the southern end of Mexico. Oh yeah, there you go. I just fall. Oh yeah, that this is this. Oh, dude, I dork out on that stuff. Yes, yeah. So this makes it easy to dork out. Whoever they've got running their social media has just been doing a really nice job kind of writing stories about these birds. Dude, I yeah, this is my jam right here. This stuff is so yep. cool. I want to be lost into this website or this uh, Instagram for days now. <laughs> yeah, because so that was they my don't favorite. Have like that many posts yet, but um, 
you can see one of the pinned ones in the middle is a uh, shoveler named Sir Dabble that goes from like Alberta to Mexico. Um, anyways, they've got really cool stuff on here. Like for example, this uh, Sir Dabble shoveler was clocked at one point going 96 miles per hour. Holy shnikes. Um, He's uh, he's flying over the Gulf of Mexico at fourteen thousand five hundred eighty-three feet above sea level. That's insane. That's not, that is wild. I mean, that is yeah. so wild. And they've got a—I know they've got like a blue-winged teal. That's that. Uh, I think it went to Cuba. Anyways, fifty ducks North America is the Instagram page where you can kind of get these broke-down stories. And 50ducks.com is the actual website, which I just I just have not had the time to, uh, like, uh, really digest that website yet. It's dense. God, just, I'm looking at this one. Here's another shoveler. Drake Shoveler. He's got the radio transmitter on his back. Rocky, his name is. Can you imagine actually harvesting Rocky? Like, it'd all already be super dope, especially if you got him when he's, you know, plumed out because – in my opinion, a plumed out Drake shoveler is like it's one of the coolest ducks out there. And then have it radio transmitted. Although I think we've talked about this too. Like I'd almost feel bad in a way to to shoot a radio transmitted duck because it's just like, well, and I get it that that harvest is a data point, so that would be my consolation prize. But also, I've just ended all the information that that duck's gonna bring in. Yeah, <laughs> mail the just mail the receiver back to him, and well, I, I for would, sure I would. would. That would be awesome. You know yeah. what's kind of cool to think about, man? As these uh, radio trans, not rate the as the uh, like the GSM GPS transmitters get more, uh, well, less expensive and more readily available to researchers and the public, like people like us, just freaking eat up this information that they post. Oh, like yeah. we're gonna just for the rest of our lives. We're going to continue seeing more and more and more of these transmitters put on waterfowl. Like, it, you know, maybe in 30, 40 years, like, we will have seen several of these harvested in our lifetime. We probably will have gotten one or two of them, too, you know? Yeah. 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 As the numbers increase, for sure. And there's just going to be an endless trove of just interesting waterfowl stuff that comes out from here. Till we die. Yeah, one. Well, think about how much more information you're getting off that. You know, uh, pretty much real time information. You know, the banding studies were great, and they and they propelled waterfowl biology for sure. But it's like you only your only two data points were where it was banded and where it was harvested. You know, everything in between right. is just a guess. You know, you could draw like a straight line. It's like okay, well, it got from here to here somehow. We don't know which route it took or how long it took right. or whatever. And now we're just getting just like so much different data. Exactly, because bands, you're you're absolutely right. You only get the two data points. It was here then, and it is here now. Th- those are the only two data points you get. But you do not get any data from any duck or goose that is somewhere where a human being isn't. Right. So the bands are only recovered where human beings are. You know, like where civilization is or where banding project going on. Like once those birds get into extremely rural areas, we have no data points over there. Even though millions and millions of ducks and geese are going into uninhabited areas, we don't know that they're going there because nobody's been there to report that band. 
or to recover a dead bird that, you know, they were just walking on the shoreline and they saw like a hawk eating a duck and it has a band on it. They go back to their village and report it. That doesn't happen. So it's only, it's only maps out where ducks and geese go, where humans also go. So -hmm. the GPS stuff is now showing us all sorts of, uh, where birds go where we're not yeah that's super cool all of it like the height they travel the speed all yep. that just makes them a bird that we're already obviously enamored with and fascinated with that it just makes it even cooler it's just they're even more fascinating when you start talking about the heights that they can fly and the speeds in which they reach you're just like what the heck right and also um uh I, um like non-human caused mortality yeah, for sure. I mean, you could even yeah, have like, one that just blinks many... out, right? Like, well, our last, the, the last ping or however it works is like over the Gulf of Mexico. It's like, okay, well, that thing stopped working. Did that duck land get eaten by a shark? Like, you know, like what happened? <laughs> like, what happened? You know what I mean? Right, right. Or, uh, you know, it did. Uh, did it go up into a very tall tree next to a lake and hasn't moved for a month? Probably in an eagle's nest. Right, or is it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know what I mean? So you, yeah. you'll get uh, so much more information off of uh, this this new, I mean, obviously, so much more information. But the type of information is infinitely interesting as well. Yeah. Anyways, should we wrap it up? Yeah, let's do it. All right, man. Well, that was a fun episode, I guess. Gear and ducks. Heck yeah, dude. This so, is turning into a gear podcast. Yeah, I mean, you know, it'll vacillate. Of course, when I do get out and do the... Uh, the snow goose guiding deal, you know how it is. It's going to get probably slim on my ends for content. I'm going to have to lean on you a little bit more for some solo episodes. Sounds good, man. All right, dude. We'll talk to you. Right. Bye. Talk to you later. Bye.